Hello, and welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Danae Sweet, and this is episode 140. Today, I am sharing a wonderful chat I had with Calum Turner of Fortune by Calum. We've had him on the show um, multiple times, and it's always so fun to have a good talk with him. He shares with us about uh, Lenormand uh, cards. Now, I'm probably saying that wrong. I, like, if you notice in the interview, I totally avoid even saying that word because I know I'll fuck it up, but I knew I had to say it in the intro. Lenormand, Lenormand, Le, I don't know. Anyway, they're a form of divination cards, and I am super intrigued. I have them in my Etsy shopping cart. Um, I have a few decks in there. I just got to pick which one. <laughs> So, um, so we're going to talk about that, how you can get a reading from him. He does palmistry, um, tarot, astrology readings, um, and the Lenormand decks as well. (laughs) So probably butchering that. Anyway, um, let's first, uh, do some smoke cleansing and pull a card from our deck. Today I'm using mugwort. No reason other than I just feel called to use it. (laughs) My lungs feel a lot better, so we're going to go ahead and actually smoke cleanse this week. I can't find my matches, so we're just going to use a lighter. So, sorry for the... It's not as, it's not as, like, pleasing to listen to as, like, striking a match, but anyway. Also, my mugwort doesn't like crackle as much as something like um, rosemary or my lavender um, smoke sticks. But anyway, we are doing my um, computer and the mic and myself. Kind of getting in touch with my um, my psychic self um, today. That's kind of, I think that's why I wanted to use this, just to kind of... Open up some things. Open up that um, intuitive part of myself. I just picked up the deck, uh, the Illustrated Herbiary Oracle Cards by uh, Maya Toll, illustrated by Kate O'Hara. I'm like hooked on these. I got the Herbiary and the Bestiary, and I'm hooked on them. I love them so fucking much. So we're going to pull a card from there if I don't drop them all, because I totally just about did. Okay, so... Cutting once, twice, and three times. Let's see what we get. Ooh. So we have Burdock. This card is absolutely beautiful. Um, so it shows some Burdock, and it shows the beautiful root um, going down. So it's kind of like, like you can see the root in the earth. But it also has this beautiful hearth fire. So Burdock root shows us the resources that we have to pull back or to call back to those beautiful memories that we have of when we were kids like everybody has a certain memory or I hope you do of a certain memory that just makes you feel unburdened like 
for me, that would be like me and my sister, like getting on our horses bareback because we didn't want to put on saddles because we were too little. We couldn't hoist them up there. Like catching our horses, going bareback and just going riding. Like that was so freeing. We didn't think about our parents or any of the struggles we'll be having with our parents. Um, if any of you grew up in a household where their parents did not get along very well, um, you understand what I mean. So that was freeing for us, just going out and doing that. And I feel like this card is saying, go back to your roots. Like, what is freeing for you? What memories are that for you? And your resources. This card says tap your resources. I think this is a couple different meanings. I think it also means what are your resources now to help you? What and who have been with you from the beginning, through thick and thin. Those are the things and the people that um, you should be leaning on. It is okay to say you need help. It's okay to reach out to someone and say, I need some support today. <laughs> I need somebody just to listen. Or I need somebody to just let me hold their hand and we can watch scary movies together and veg out or whatever. I just need someone to be here for me and whatever capacity they're willing to be there. Um, I feel like that's also what this card says. Burdock sticks to you. I don't know if you've ever been around it, but it kind of sticks to you. So I feel like that in itself is saying the things that are sticking to you that have th stuck with you, um, lean on those. Okay. All right. So, uh, let's talk a little bit about what's been going on in the coven. I changed some things. I know that was in one of the last episodes. Just want to, if you are a coven member, make sure you're checking your Patreon emails. You're going to Patreon and checking that stuff out. I posted the spell a month for, um, for February. So you can go there, you can click on it, you can download it, you can take a screenshot of it, keep it for yourself. Um, that is for Amethyst and Citrine members. Um, I had extended uh, Coven members that were Citrine members, their readings that were 30 minutes, you know, for every quarter. I extended that into February a little bit because I had COVID and had to push some readings back, but I did close that. So um, it was a use or lose it thing. So you're back to 15 minutes um, per month until the next quarter. Okay. Um, whatever, what other coven business? Oh, we had our, our, our next, um, coven chat for the podcast happened, um, on Friday. It was so much fun. Um, so that episode will be coming out, uh, it, so not next Tuesday, but the Tuesday after, cause we're doing an every other Tuesday episode from now, um, forward. Uh, it's a little easier for me. I think it gives everybody a chance to listen to the podcast, get caught up. Um, we have a lot going on in the coven. Um, so it kind of gives everybody the chance to do some stuff. We can get caught up and it's easier on me too. I also, like I want to say what I've been working on, but I can't say yet because I just don't feel like it's the day to do it. But stay tuned for some um, pretty big news. I've been working on something very, very hard. Actually, a couple things really, really hard. And I would like to release those, that news pretty soon. Um, so stay tuned um, on my socials for that, you know, at Witchy Woman Podcast on Instagram. Um, and I'm on Twitter at Danae underscore sweet underscore. And I'm on TikTok if any of y'all are there um, at Witchy Woman Pod. 
Um, and then we're on Facebook. If you want to join um, the free group, that's Witchy Woman Friends. Then we have a coven, and you can join that by going to witchywomanpodcast.com and clicking on Join the Coven, okay? All right, let's get into the interview. Okay, so welcome back to the show. Um, do you want to tell us who you are, uh, for those that don't know who you are, uh, where to find you, um, like your socials or website or anything? Sure. It's been a little while. Uh-huh. My name is Calum Turner, K-A-L-E-M. And my business is called uh, Fortune by Calum because it's primarily a fortune telling business. And that's what we like to talk about most yes. of the time. <laughs> All forms of divination. But uh, people can find me on Facebook and Instagram mainly. I, I do enjoy those. They're at Fortune by Calum. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where I find me. Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. So today we're going to talk. Can you, I can't even pronounce it because when I read it, it fumbles in my brain. Everyone says it a little differently. Yeah. The French is not, not an easy language for some. (laughs) So can you tell me what we're going to talk about? So I don't murder the word. We are, I murder the word because I'm, I'm Scottish. Oh. I don't, I don't say it with a French accent. I don't try because I'll, I'll sound silly sometimes, but we're going to talk about Lenormand today. Okay. I think if you're trying to be French, you would say Lenormand or okay. Lenormand. Okay. Uh, I studied French for four years and I, I never came across that word. So I'm, I'm not quite sure <laughs> to say it, but Lenormand cards, you know, they're not as popular as tarot. Uh, but they are pretty old, and I find them to be extremely interesting. They're my favorite new thing. And they do have a bit of a an odd history. You know, the history is a little bit more tangible than that with tarot. You know, tarot is kind of bits and pieces, and it's scattered, and it goes back uh, a long while. But the Norman's only been around for a couple centuries, and it does have a nice kind of storyline to it. I mean, have you have you ever seen the Norman cards before? These yes. Little guys. Yes. I've seen them only because you showed me, but that's it. Yeah. Maybe we can find a picture for people, but yes. it's generally, it's always going to be a 36 card deck. There's 36 cards and they're not as big as tarot cards. They're actually more like um, playing card size mm-hmm. um, or maybe maybe poker card size. I don't know. I don't yeah, it's kind of what they look like to me. Yeah. And they do actually have little playing card um inserts on them as well so like here we've got the dog card but it's also the ten of hearts uh Mm -hmm. usually at least in the traditional decks it's always going to have a little bit of playing card insert with it so i suppose there's like a little bit of french cartomancy in there Mm -hmm. as well french card reading um but i find the way they started kind of fascinating the first lenormand deck we had uh in the world was not a lenormand deck it was called the game of hope which just sounds very (laughs) romantic yeah it does. <laughs> the year 1799 they would have been published you know so that's kind of a, a romantic era really yeah. um but it was called the game of hope and they were actually based on an older deck uh an older deck and i believe they were called coffee cards have you ever heard of those coffee cards uh-uh. i think those maybe came like a, a couple decades earlier um but the coffee cards were really images printed on cards symbols whether it be a tree or a cross or whatever it is uh based on coffee ground reading you know reading the the coffee in your cup and i think 
Yeah, I think Lenormand is a little bit more like tea leaf symbology. A lot of it's very similar because actually whether you're reading tea leaves or you're reading coffee grounds, whatever you're reading in the cup, mm -hmm. uh, you know, often the same kind of set of symbols will come up uh, or be interpreted. So I like to think of, you know, the coffee cards or the coffee cards and Lenormand is a little bit more based on tea leaf reading. Um, but originally were not known as Lenormand. They were marketed as the game of hope in the year 1799. Sure. And it took a while for them to catch on. Um, the, the name Lenormand comes from uh, Marie Lenormand, Madame Lenormand, uh, who I believe was the fortune teller to Napoleon uh, and, and his wife, Josephine. Um, so she was a, a pretty big deal in France during the kind of late 1700s to early 1800s. But it was really after her death, I think in the 1840s that Lenormand became popular because, um, you know, we've got a kind of dead fortune teller celebrity. We might as well market that. Uh, uh, and these cards after her, so they, they gained some kind of notoriety. But I don't actually think Marie <laughs> Lenormand ever likely used the Lenormand cards. I mean, maybe she did, yeah. um, but I think, you know, in her diaries and kind of like accounts and stuff, she was more of like a, a cartomancer. So reading playing cards or even reading tarot cards. Okay. Um, hard to say if she would ever get her, her hands on the game of hope before hmm. they were marketed for her. I hope she did. I hope she did have a deck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But her possessions don't survive. So she has a fascinating life, though. I mean, you know, she's maybe not too connected with the cards, but I'm always amazed that there's no movie or TV show about her, you know, like fortune tellers and Napoleon and all these um, amazing kind of people in, in French society. And there's not really any kind of hmm. anything written about her. I mean, I think there, there's maybe some written sources, but there's certainly no TV shows. Hmm. Uh, movies and I just think it would make a fantastic movie because there are accounts of her life you know the fortunes that she told and people that described her kind of um I think she kind of set it up like a little library in her home was her oh. reading uh, for reading reading cards but she was also a published author uh yeah. on different kind of occult subjects I think mainly divination with that one Ooh. sounds like sounds romantic I like that era just because everything was beautiful it seemed it sounds I don't know it just sounds better than now it, m most things do though yeah point I think you know the Norman did such a, a European system these days I think it's much in France uh quite big in Germany as well um, but I, I think it's making its way to the Western world and rightfully so, because it's a very unique system. Um, you know, it's very different to tarot. I think tarot goes the way these days of a lot of people give advice with the cards and there is prediction there, but it can be a little bit um, flimsy or it ends up being more like holistic kind of advice or reading. But Lenormand is very literal, you know? Um, if you get the coffin card, <laughs> mm -hmm. something's gonna end or or someone's gonna die. You know, it's taken yeah. quite uh, literally. And whilst the, sim the symbology could be interpreted differently, for example, in the Normand, we have the, the key card. Mm. Keys symbolically are important things. Uh, they're about gaining access, mm. but it could also represent a real key, you know? Mm. So that's where the interpretation lies. Like, is it literal? Is the right. dog card just symbolic for friendship and loyalty, or is it your actual pet, your actual dog? Right. Okay. That's <laughs> awesome. That, that tends to be how it's read. You know, you'd be surprised at how 
uh, blatant and, and literal the cards can actually be. Um, I think knowing the kind of symbolism behind it helps, but that's where they can be interpreted differently. Um, I do think Lenormand cards work better for psychics, uh, for mediums especially, um, you know, because it's not exactly about knowing uh, a book meaning or knowing a certain spread. It's more about like feeling into the symbology of the cards and seeing mm -hmm. like a story with that. Um, so they're absolutely wonderful. I'd recommend that you get some. <laughs> yes. Well, it's funny because I have I have a friend who is a Christian witch. I know that sounds mm -hmm. like an oxymoron, but she is like kind oh, of in the closet and she had texted me just a few days ago. She went on a trip and she's like, I just got these cards from a metaphysical store and I wanted to know what you thought of them. I'd never seen them before. And that's the deck that that is the, the mm. this is what she picked. And I'm like, I've never played with them before. I've never tried them before, but I know what they are. Um, and she absolutely loves them. Like she has tarot decks and she has Oracle decks, but she, um, she's been using them, you know, for a few days now. And she's like, you got to get your hands on a deck of these. These are amazing. So I'm, I'm sold. <laughs> Lenormand is actually, I would say it's much easier to learn than yeah. tarot, not just because there's like less than half the cards and, you know, with, with the cards, it really is like a picture's worth a thousand words and yeah. um, there's so much room for interpretation. I don't think there is as much room for interpretation with Lenormand. Like if I pulled a child's card uh, in a reading, um, it's always going to be the person's child or it's always going to be a young person in their life. For sure, sometimes that might be like, you know, a new beginning or a fresh start, but like 95% of the time, the cards kind of are what they are. Mm. Um, it does become a little confusing when you get cards like the fish. Okay. <laughs> you know, everybody's super familiar with like fish symbology, you know. Um, in the Norman, people would say it's it's finances uh, okay. or it's alcohol, which kind of makes sense. I think yeah. more like in Chinese culture, the fish is kind of like a good luck symbol for uh, finances. But we also have like um, expressions in the cards, you know, like drinks like a fish. It's, it's kind of easy to remember in that regards because oh, yeah. you just apply it. You just apply it to your own life. Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> so, do they all come with the same imagery, or is it like tarot where people will make different kinds of cards? There are a lot of different kind of interpretations of the artwork, um, and I think you know some some people would even slightly change what the card is. Um, but generally they're they're the same 36 cards it's the same symbols I prefer the older ones you know I prefer yeah. the deck that kind of look a bit like old-timey the sort of Dondorf uh, German mm -hmm. kind of style decks uh, with the playing card inserts but you do get a wide variety the same as tarot because um, you know it's been around for a while now and people are always gonna interpret interpret the art in their own way and kind of okay. see Okay, so have you been, do you offer this as a service or in person or is it an online thing too? Always both. Um, you know, it's kind of different to tarot. Tarot, we have um, lots of different spreads, you know, and I always encourage people to make up their own. Like when I do tarot card readings, um, I make up my own spreads and it's more to give like a timeline. Yeah. With Lenormand, there's actually only three traditional spreads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I have seen people kind of like 
make up their own kind of stuff to to do different kinds of spreads and their own yeah. ways of reading them but I do think it's a lot more um traditional you know it's a lot more like this is what we do here are the three spreads um I, one of the most common spread out of all of them is actually using the entire deck uh it's called yeah. a grand tableau Okay. Uh, so I, th I think translating from uh, French, that would be like a royal table or a big table. And you just lay all the cards out. There's 36 cards uh, in the deck. There's different ways to do it. I'd always do four rows of nine cards. So it kind of looks even. Uh, mm -hmm. And it ends up looking like a big puzzle. And mm -hmm. you can read every single card. Personally, I don't because we would be there all day. Yeah. But each card would then kind of represent a different area of life. Okay. For example, the very first card in the deck is the writer card. The writer is all about news. It's kind of what's coming into your life. Sometimes it's about young men or horses, because <laughs> that's something clearly in the card. Mm -hmm. But then you kind of interpret the positions of the card. So the very first card, because card number one is the writer, Mm -hmm. whatever's coming up as the first card is kind of mixed with the writer so like I've pulled a spread here and I've got the sun card the sun is obviously really positive it's about success yeah. so that would be about success kind of coming your way or good news kind of coming your way yeah. um the second card being the clover clover is very symbolic of good luck mm -hmm. whatever card you draw second uh that's going to be your area of good luck uh so for me it's yeah. the ship card which is apparently travel <laughs> or again it would kind of match the first one like good luck coming your way but it would also be good luck in traveling um mm -hmm. and there's different sort of techniques that you can use with that spread but I think people get overwhelmed by it you know like laying out 36 cards and thinking where do I start right. Right. <laughs> um but it's a lot a lot simpler uh <laughs> than you would think and then you can move into different techniques like mirroring that's one I like to use um, or you can keep the small, the small spreads, you know, okay. just pull three, five or seven cards in a row and just read it like a storyboard. Um, that's where I think people should really explore to kind of get creative with it. Yeah. Um, you know, think in terms of storytelling with that, because fortune telling really is storytelling. Yes. Uh, just that the story hasn't happened yet because it's the, it's the future. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. I, to me, this seems a lot. I like that there's uh, the main spreads there's only like you said there's only a few because i yeah. get overwhelmed because i will mm. like i'll make up my own but i'm like oh every, i want to find a tarot spread to look at a situation i will spend way too much time on the internet trying to find a a spread that i think i want it because it's just mm -hmm. overwhelming it's so much too much choice too many choices i like the the basic stuff because then I don't have so much time to waste on trying to make a decision because that's just me. I, I will overthink something to death. I mean, the, the Lenormand spreads are really simple. I think the Grand Tableau, because it's the most popular one, using all 36 cards and laying it out, um, that can be intimidating for people. But you can start with three cards. You can start with three cards and just work on kind of combining those into a story and then five and then seven it always mm -hmm. tends to be odd numbers with the strings the string is the first spread that you would learn mm -hmm. so it'd be three cards in a row or five cards in a row or seven cards in a row i don't think many people would do beyond that mm -hmm. uh, beyond the seven cards okay. but the the other spread you can kind of work on is a square 
Um, and that's just three cards in a row, three beneath that, and then three beneath that. And you can read it in many different ways. You know, you can Ooh. read it from left to right. You can read it kind of up and down. So there can be there can be like six different stories in there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just one spread for one story. The big difference with the spreads are, I think with tarot, you kind of assign meaning to the position. Yes. So we'll say, this is where your past is. This is where your present and future is. This is the advice. This is, you know, influences mm -hmm. or career or whatever. It's not like that with Lenormand. The, the actual position of the cards aren't assigned like it's this area of life. Mm -hmm. You would dictate which area of life it is by which cards come up. Mm -hmm. um, or if you're looking at the grand to blow spread, um, you know, those are, are kind of dictated. So Mm. position number 14 would relate to the fox card because the fox relates to career that would be your your career card there mm. um so i think it's a little bit simpler than tarot but it's kind of yeah. hard for people to grasp uh if it's not explained it's hard to do without visuals maybe right um but it's it is a lot simpler than than people would think um and i think that's the best way <laughs> the best yeah. way to report things. keep it simple yeah. keep it plain i like I like the idea of this a little bit better for me because there's less, I like the idea that the cards are literal. <laughs> they're, li <laughs> they're more literal and there's less time for me to overthink what that card means for me. I mean, there's, there's a lot of it, but I mean, take for example, the book card. So we've got number 26, the book. Mm -hmm. What are books symbolic of? Books are really symbolic of education, yeah. of study. You know, that would be an easy connection for people to make. But this also comes up as a book. You know, the amount of writers that I get in this card is just so significant when they're having a reading. Um, yeah. But you can interpret it beyond it. It is good to get your imagination going. Um, it's often said that the book kind of represents secrets because mm -hmm. uh, it's a closed book. You know, mm -hmm. it would be uh kind of secret stuff or even occult stuff going on but really it would relate to education because yeah. it is quite literally a book yeah right there i like that. um yeah so i think i think it's a lot easier if you take that kind of simple-minded approach a snake is never going to be a positive thing <laughs> in the normand right it's okay. just a snake, you know could be yeah. a literal snake but more often or not that's that's a person um mm-hmm and in Lenormand, it's it's usually assigned this little uh, card, uh, okay. the club, with, uh, a younger female usually with that one. So very literal. I mean, you can read the playing card inserts as well if there's a little person there. Um, you know, the lily is kind of associated with uh, an older man because there's an older man on the card. Hmm. Um, so it doesn't even have to just be the symbol. It can be the little the little playing cool. card insert as well, which is helpful. Hmm. I'm gonna have to give me some of these. <laughs> they they to me to me I've always had a hard time with the with the fortune telling part of cards because I think most of what I do is telling people about their past I tell mm -hmm. you know what I mean and I think this to me is a little more literal and I think it would be easier for me to let go of the past stuff the things that I I'm like well to me, when I do a reading, I I tend to start thinking about um, what this person has done in their past, or if a deceased person comes through, then I will start listening to them, and that affects the reading for me if I'm doing a tarot reading. So to mm. me, this seems a little bit more literal and leaves me a little less time to think about 
what I normally do, which is diving into someone's past. I don't usually dive into their future. Lenormand, Lenormand isn't really designed for the past. Um, mm -hmm. There is, there is, I have noticed that it can come up with the past. Um, for example, in the Grants of Law, there are significator cards. There's a man card and a lady card. So it's very gendered and you can kind of pick which one you want to be. Mm -hmm. um, but often in the readings, it said, so they, they kind of face one way, especially the, the lady card. So um, mm -hmm. if she's facing off to the right, it's kind of said that everything behind her uh, would be the past and then yeah. forward would be the future. I don't really read like that. I read everything in the spread as the future um, because especially if you uh, got the lady card like way on the right-hand side and then the whole reading would be about the past. <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah. I don't necessarily think that covers it, but, you know, you can see love life a couple of different places in the spread. Um, so recently I saw someone and in front of the lady, there was, you know, kind of positive love life, but behind it, it was negative. So I was like, okay, well, this obviously isn't the same thing, but because yeah. it's behind her, that must be behind her quite literally again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the thing in front of her is, is what's coming, but mostly it would be entirely future, especially if you're doing a smaller spread, mm -hmm. uh, like the, the string or the, the square with that one, that would cover future. It's just in the grand tableau because the positioning can be a little bit um, mm -hmm. insightful, shall we yeah. say, Yeah. Um, bringing a little bit of past and future, but it really is designed for the future, I think. Um, same with tea leaves, you know, just taking it back to that, it's it's always thought of as fortune telling or divination going forward to the future, mm -hmm. uh, rather than tarot, which tries to give you that kind of holistic, this yeah. was the path, this is the present, and this is where you're going. Yes, I actually like started, I was in an antique shop when we went up to South Dakota, and I was looking at little, I don't know why, but I'm drawn to like tea sets now, I don't know. I don't know if it's my inner time. I don't know. But I'm like, ooh, tea sets. And then I'm like, maybe I should read tea. So I've been like looking up online, like how to read tea leaves. And I've got my eye on a couple of really cute, like tea leaf reading cup and saucers on Etsy. I know I shouldn't buy any more new shit this month, but <laughs> it's in it's in my like cart ready to hit the push, you know, buy button. It just seemed really interesting, the the imagery and tea leaf old tea leaf sets so I've got a couple of antique ones um and they really remind me of the Norman because yeah. often they're kind of laden with um playing card symbology on them like it's on the saucer yeah um and you know, again you're you're looking for the same symbols so if you're kind of if you're one of those people who wants to read tea leaves and you're like I wouldn't know what I'm looking for like what does that blob look like I don't know mm -hmm. get yourself a Lenormand card set and compare it to the cards and say does that look like a cross does that look like a ship does that look like uh you know whatever it is yeah. um and that'll kind of also give you ideas because it's really it's where it came from so it's it's helpful in that regard when you learn the symbology of Lenormand, you can apply that symbology to other things in your life, whether it be tea leaves or coffee grounds, or even just um, like reading signs, reading mm -hmm. omens in the yeah. world, you know? You'll start to see these objects or these concepts or these animals or whatever it is in the cards, you'll start mm -hmm. to see that manifest out in your life. Sometimes I play a game when I'm, I'm bored and I did it recently. Um, how many Lenormand cards can I spot <laughs> in the real world? Like on yeah. a bus journey, it was only like a half hour bus journey. And I think I got like 17 of them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, 
well, that person has a dog and, you know, there's a house and there's a small child and <laughs> um, there's a bookstore. So that kind of covers the book. Like it really went through a lot of them. So these cards really make up our everyday lives, which is why they're so great at predicting uh, specific things. Yeah. Um, you know, and if you're taking a big spread like the Grand Tableau, it is designed to predict everything in one go. Hmm. Um, you know, love life or career or home life if you're moving, the finances, uh, even things like family and health. I don't like to yeah. read health with the cards, but uh, we do kind of relate the, the tree card to both family and health. Um, so it's it's amazing how much you can get from one spread. I just think it's a little bit more, tarot is more versatile in that you can mold it to what you want to be. But I think Lenormand gives incredible specific detail that you just wouldn't get from Right. Tarot. I like that. <clears throat> that makes the, the idea that I could get a specific, a very specific thing for my client or for myself makes me feel a little bit more secure about doing a reading with those cards. One thing that I'd say is really great about them is in tarot, we tend, I mean, I do just because I do, but I think people shy away from reading the court cards as literal people. They want to read it, you know, always as the seeker or as like a kind of state of being or experience. Mm -hmm. But because there's less, let's say, court cards, you know, there's there's a, a person card mm -hmm. and a partner card, and that's the man and woman or, or vice versa. Um, and there's also the bear card and the lily card, which is really uh, mother and father in that regard. So it's specific into who it is, you know. Um, if you pull the Empress in tarot, you're not really going to know if, if if it's a female you're reading for. Is this uh, the person you're reading for? Is it their mother? Is it an, an experience? Is it someone else in their life? You know, when it comes to the Lenormand, it's just going to be their mom. It's just going to yeah. be their mother. Okay. <laughs> There's not as much room for interpretation. And so you can be more confident uh, in being specific. Hmm. I like, I, I gotta do this. Is, you know, we, sh we should do... Um... We should do uh, a reading, um, not now, because I know this is like me just being very, very caffeinated, um, but we should do a reading. Uh, I'll, I'll get a reading from you and then have you explain it. And maybe we could sure. do that like for the coven or something like that so they can see how it works. Um, and yeah, that would be that like would be a good you. visual. It would be kind of like a mini class because we really do need the visuals for that. So it yeah. maybe wouldn't be great for the podcast, but maybe we could get the video and put it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, just because it, it would mean I'd be able to explain like the techniques like mirroring. Um, yeah. If anyone's wondering what mirroring is, it's just when you lay the 36 cards out uh, in four rows of nine. So it looks like a kind of puzzle. Uh, I like to think of it as. And you imagine that you fold the puzzle in half, either down the middle, either way, so vertically or horizontally. And mm -hmm. any card that would touch in that hypothetical fold, you would yeah. combine their meanings. Because uh, Lenormand is always about combining meanings. You can't really mm -hmm. draw one card and draw a prediction from it. Um, you know, if you, it's a bit of a dramatic example, but like that coffin card, which I'm sure people yeah. are really scared of number eight, if you just draw that on its own, you know, that, what, what are you going to say about that? It's, you know, it's a death, it's an ending, but about what, you know, you would need some following cards. Do you need to know if that's an ending of, you know, your job because it's followed by the fox? Do you need to know if it's uh, followed by the dog because it's a friendship ending or, you know, it's possibly someone leaving this life. Um, you need to you need to have those extra cards for interpretation. It's not like tarot where you would just pull one on its own. Um, mm -hmm. Generally, you would need three, three yeah. or more to, to make a kind of story out of it. Okay, that makes sense. Maybe we can do 
do something we'll have to talk when we get done but like that just popped in my head i'm like i would like to have some kind of visual for at least the coven or somebody to like see what's going on so they can appreciate the cards because yeah um it's hard to do with, with words i mean yeah. people i think people really need to see it manifested mm -hmm. kind of like all laid out so they can uh get a good grasp of it but it's really not as complicated as it sounds it really really isn't um mm -hmm. you know you can google the like, grants of blow mirroring and that's just one uh one kind of technique for it actually the most the oldest way of reading the normand it's not about that whatsoever so hmm. you would still lay out all of the cards but then you would seek the the person card so either the man card or the lady card depending on who you're reading for because it's mm -hmm. again very gentle um and you would just look at the cards around that you mm -hmm. would look at the cards that surround that and say that that is the most um prominent uh those are the most prominent influence on the life oh, yeah. and this was, you know years ago a couple of centuries ago back before you would really um combine the card meanings to give more details because mm -hmm. uh, people expect details now and if you want that with the normal oh, yeah. you need three or four or five cards yeah. um but you know we would take it a little bit more uh literally back then mm -hmm. um and it would be maybe a little bit more basic so it's good that we've kind of developed these techniques yeah um that mainly come out of europe um yeah. they're kind of european techniques and and different ways of reading so not everybody can grasp it right away but um they're a fantastic way of looking at it and i actually think reading lenormand is going to change the way that i read tarot um yeah. a little bit because often people when they read tarot cards they read them in isolation um you know they read like this card is for this one and that's yeah. that and then this one is over here so this is something else yeah. um but i like to think of it more more as like a linear kind of mm -hmm. story network or timeline with things um it's maybe not great for timing the normans you know you're not even though each card does kind of have an association like the lily is associated with uh winter and i do find that one that one works quite well or mm -hmm. the moon card is associated with monthly or you know in a month uh, yeah. the next kind of moon cycle so 28 days there is that but determining which card is the actual timing significator that's tricky yeah. with these threads um i always just kind of think to myself that i'm focusing on the next year the next 12 yeah. months um, so I always say to people, you know, if it's not this year, then it's going to be next year, mm -hmm. uh, because we can fill over in the next year with 12 months. But I'd always say just, you know, mm -hmm. pick your own kind of timing before it happens, because I don't think it's a great idea to ask Lenore. You could try, you could shuffle and say, when is this going to happen and pull one card mm -hmm. uh, and see what kind of associations of, of time you would have with that. But I don't yeah. think it works well for that. I do think Tarot uh, kind of has the, the better part in that better with timing um so you could say I wanted to know about because I plan in quarters like like fiscal and kind of like seasonal quarters like that's how I plan mm -hmm. things so if I wanted to do like a quarter like what's up for the next quarter I could do a spread for the next quarter instead of like the whole year you just ask you know when when I'm yeah. shuffling I just say to myself like yeah. it's for the next 12, 12 months of this person's yeah. life um, or you could just say for the next three months or whenever. Okay. Um, I do, I do think the timing interestings are interesting with the cards. For example, the 
the heart card is associated with Valentine's Day. <laughs> so if you're from Valentine's Day, the scythe card is associated with Halloween. So it'd be around Halloween. Yeah. But I do think that is that is tricky and you are pigeon, pigeonholing yourself into being really specific really? and you'd have to figure out which card you're really going to dictate as the as the timing designator. I think it's better to just give, you know, a kind of time period ahead, whether it's the next quarter or the next year, um, whatever it may be. You could even do it for the upcoming day. You could pull a few cards for the upcoming day. That totally works. And that's a great way to kind of learn it day by day, uh, learn by experience. I recommend that for tarot as well. Yeah, yeah. I tend to pull like just, it's just part of my morning um, routine, like grab my coffee, try to wake up, go in my office, turn on my plant lights and, you know, draw a card or yeah. see what the day is going to be like. <clears throat> sometimes I feel like it's helpful and sometimes I feel like it pisses me off and sets the tone for the day. <laughs> so <laughs> I like best to have a clear, a clear head when you're doing it, but you know, it's good preparation at the very least. It is. Um, and especially with Lenormand, I do find that some people just don't know what it means. They don't know what it means. So yeah. I'm like, well, pull it out and leave it. Leave it yeah. just there for the day, a few cards. And then at the end of the day, you can go back and think, well, would, how did my day, you know, turn, you know, mm -hmm. fishy? <laughs> was there alcohol involved? Was there money involved? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which, which parts of the cards applied to, to my day? Mm -hmm. Um and I think learning symbology as well, you know, it's something yes. really amazing, not just in divination, but in magic and uh, any kind of witchcraft, learning learning what symbols uh, really bring. Um, that's an excellent kind of way of looking at life because learning how to read Lenormand isn't just about reading Lenormand cards. Uh, it's about learning to read symbolism and mm -hmm. therefore omens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I'm big because I think I'm so visual. Symbols are a huge part of my practice to begin with. I use them in spells and they're drawn everywhere in this house. Like we're getting up. <laughs> so we're going to sell this house um, this year. And so I'm going around the house and I have painted symbols like on the walls of this house. And I have got, I have to go over and find all of them. They're painted in like a shade lighter or darker than the actual paint so I've had to like I'm like shit where did I where did I paint that I'm like going through and undoing what I've done and it's taking forever but yes <laughs> I digress symbols symbology is an important thing I think for anybody who wants to work in the occult to begin with and beyond the cult it's very creative it's very very creative I mean I'm looking at the whip card right now nobody likes a whip you know, it's kind of very symbolic of, you know, abuse and kind of difficulty. Um, but in the modern Lenormand, anyway, we also see it as sex, you know, um, yeah. could even go as far as BDSM or just mm -hmm. repetition. Repetition's yeah. a big one with the whip, you know, the whip rather. Um, right. So it's about thinking about things in a different light as well. I think it's an excellent kind of creative exercise. If you just yeah. want to get yourself a deck Lenormand and think, how many meanings can I come up for with this card? Right. But, it's great to kind of have that background, especially when you become a little bit more intuitive or psychic with it. Um, but there are some cards for me anyway that the meaning just won't change. It just won't. Like yeah. the stork. What does the stork bring? The stork is always, you know, it's either going to be a pregnancy or a migration. Right. <laughs> yeah. Very occasionally change. You know, it could yeah. mean change. It's always someone's moving home or somebody's getting pregnant. Like the right. stork is a, a straightforward symbology. Yeah. 
you. <laughs> just, I never want, I, yeah, I don't want the stork to show up in any of my shit. Then it's good for change, you know. If you see it in the kind of home position, that, that person's usually going to be moving home, but it, it means different things in different kind of, we call the, the positions of the Lenormand spread, the Grand Tableau houses. Mm -hmm. uh, so the house of the rider would be the first card because it's the first card. The house oh, yeah. of the cross would be the last card because card number 36, the last card is the cross. Um, mm -hmm. So that's a good way to, to kind of remember it. I love that. I, I think I, think I want to, get a deck i've just had so much going on i totally and my adhd is like i think being co cooped up with covid like doubled down on all my attention issues like mm. i decided um i wanted to do this this and this and this as soon as i felt better and i forgot i was going to get a deck um so do you i do recommend you get the smaller ones yeah the traditional normans i think there are some that do bigger um but i the, the small is best because if you're using a whole spread uh you know it's not always going to fit on every kind of table if they are no. large cards um i do prefer the the more traditional looking decks i think they read better i think they're more mm -hmm. beautiful but you can also get um lenormand cards that are kind of styled like tarot decks like there's mm -hmm. um kind of one styled in the pamela coleman smith style uh you know the writer Waite smith tarot cards mm -hmm. um but i think that's where i think you have to be careful there because you can easily get blended um mm -hmm. there are a few, a few cards in lenormand that are named the same as tarot but they are different meanings oh, okay. um so especially the astrology cards so the stars the moon and yeah. the sun um you know the numbers are are different there um a little bit and the meanings do change as well from okay. from tarot to Lenormand so that's also a great exercise in getting to to think about things differently yeah oh my goodness a good exercise from my brain <laughs> that'd be good that's really good I think I could, I'm like looking down at I that my space here to my right is where I like I it, I like doing everything on the floor like when I sit down, yeah. I, I do everything on the floor. I put all my cards on the floor when I do big spreads, when I do spells, ritual, all that is on the floor. So I'm like looking down, I'm like, I could totally like put out all my cards there and it'd be really cool. Definitely floor witches. You do not need like a big reading table. I mean, I just I, I just don't currently have a table that's big enough or suitable yeah. enough for uh, like big spreads like this. So I always use my nice red rug. Yeah, I just, yeah. The floor, I can I can sit down. It's usually after when I draw cards for myself. It's usually after I've meditated and I meditate over there too. So I'm already kind of like in a good space. So it makes sense for me. Um. So are you going to offer classes on this at some point? I'm not going to offer any uh, classes on it just at the moment because I think it's difficult to do without visuals uh, and I'm just not in a position for that I work mm -hmm. too much I'm still offering um palmistry classes right now but I've I've decided not to offer group classes anymore because when I teach I, I 
I, I did notice like there are people who will take courses and if, if you're not one-on-one -on -one with them they're not going to commit to it um yeah. they're not going to have that same fire they're not going to get the same interaction or the same level from you uh, so I will do one-on-one -on -one classes for palmistry okay. and I think Tyler again in the future uh not for Lenormand just now okay. um simply because of the visuals <laughs> simply because you know I, I don't have the kind of facilities or the time actually for a course uh, but I don't think it would take people long to learn and I do think it's really important if you want to learn the Normans, you know, get to know the, the symbols and get to yeah. know how to combine the cards. Just get to know how to combine them. Okay. Think about, you know, how you would uh, take, for example, let's look at two. So um, just come up with different ideas. So here we've got the birds card. You know, you see the birds. What are the birds really symbolic of? They're symbolic of communication. The birds are always kind of chirping. Um, in the Normand, we also think of them as online or social media. Um, yeah. But you can't really say to someone, oh, there's social media in your future <laughs> or you're going to be talking in the future. You know, that doesn't really make sense. So you would then combine it with uh, another card. So uh, say you got it with the, the ship card. So this would be talking with someone abroad, someone yeah. overseas. Mm -hmm. uh, or talking about kind of travel plans in that regard keep it simple and just think how to combine on those little ways yeah. um, and that's exactly how you read the normand it's really it's mm -hmm. that simple and for some people it's going to be <laughs> easier than others um and some predictions come easier than others you know if you get the the love heart card next to the ring card Mm -hmm. that's going to be pretty obvious you know oh, that's going to be yeah. someone's relationship kind of becoming committed or coming full circle to the next level mm -hmm. but if you got the love card with say um, let's pick one so the mice mm -hmm. do we know much mice symbology what are mice symbolic of um they're not actually a great omen in uh the norman they're they're more to do with stress or or illness or things decreasing but you might not know that. You might think, oh, yeah. I love mice. I mean, I love mice. I, yeah. I, have, I haven't had pet rats before, but I've always wanted one. Um, you know, so you have to think about how is it interpreted in a more worldly sense? What are rats symbolic of? They're symbolic of disease. They're symbolic of vermin. But depending on your own personal interpretation, that might be colored a little bit. But I don't think you can change the meaning of the Norman cards necessarily, like you might do with tarot to kind of fit your own narrative, which is what people like to do a lot of the time. Well, yeah. <laughs> fit it to make it work <laughs> yeah but that's all it is it's really it's really thinking about the cards sometimes in a literal sometimes a symbolic sense you can let your intuition kind of decide and yeah. it's important that it does make sense you know if it doesn't make sense in the kind of literal way choose a symbolic way if it's not uh making sense that way it might be more literal uh and then it's just combining the cards and and reading it in a row uh, or reading it in this larger larger kind of spread uh that makes it easier for combining as well Nice. Well, where can, can you repeat where people can maybe book a session, uh, a reading with you with those cards? Any, uh, well, it would just be Facebook, Facebook or Instagram, uh, Fortune by Caleb. Uh, people can email as well. Okay. I don't really like to email readings uh, unless it's a palm reading or astrology reading because that's a little bit differently I think with card readings uh whether it be tarot or the Normand it should be a little bit more interactive it's nice to actually talk to the person um rather than rather than just send an email but I I, I do readings through any kind of medium Instagram okay. WhatsApp Facebook uh it's all there 
Okay, cool beans. I will make sure that I link all of that in the show notes and then also I post it to the groups so that they can get a hold of you and get a reading. I have had, I think I've had every kind of reading that you offer. Let me think. Because we, we kind of did a, a short, didn't we? We did a palm reading uh, for the group once. Yeah, we and- did. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember what else. But you know what would be so fun if we did a Lenormand reading together. Um, okay. I'll kind of talk it through with you. But oh. I'd love to get. I'd love to just get a medium's take on the cards because they really are, you know, connective to spirit in that way. Because spirit really speaks through for most people or for a lot of oh, mediums yeah. through symbols. You know, they're they're going to yes. put an image in your head of something, and that's going to be mm-hmm. for you to kind of the same as if you're reading tea leaves or a crystal ball anything like that um so it'd be really cool to get a kind of a different take on it as well I love that I think that would be a lot of fun I've been doing um speaking like different takes on things I've been doing wax readings like for myself not for anybody else yeah like after yeah the shape of the wax Uh uh-huh like I was doing yeah. some workings and I wanted to know a little bit more and I'm like, oh, I'm going to do some wax readings. And because I've seen, I know that other people do it and I'm like, I'm going to try it and just do it my way. Yeah. The Norman, learning, learning the Norman cards will help with that. Again, any kind of symbology. Someone asked me recently, they asked me, have you ever read uh, ink? in water like you know get like a bowl of water and dip the ink in it and then read the kind of shapes that that must produce and I just thought that sounds so beautiful like I would love to do that Um, I'm not amazing at spotting things quickly if they're fleeting Mm -hmm. uh you know but that's why I would never read something like fire it just gets for eyeballs yeah yeah. (laughs) um you know if it was Lenormand or or tea leaves or anything like that that's that stays in place Mm -hmm. so you can actually (laughs) take your time to look at the symbol (laughs) that's where it comes in handy oh I like that we'll we'll have to we'll have to figure out how to do the the my take on this whole thing and you show me show me your magic All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show again. I always, I always love chatting with you. We always go way off topic. This time, I think we stayed pretty good. I reined myself in. <laughs> well, the thing is, Lenormand does apply to different kind of things as well. Um, so it, it is relevant, you know, to to talk about tea leaves and kind of symbols and all that kind of stuff because that's that's how it goes. It's just one. It falls under that category. It does. It does. Well, thank you. I I appreciate this so much. Thanks for having me. Again, I want to say thank you to Caleb for coming on the show again. I absolutely love each time that he comes on. We always have something fun to talk about. Um, If you would like to get a reading um, from him, please visit his socials. Um, I will post those in the show notes. I'll share them in the groups. Um, I will share that on um, Instagram as well. So check him out. Um, I've got, I cannot wait to get a hold of some of those cards and kind of see what we can do with those. So if you would like to, please, please, because we've got some issues on social media lately with certain terms like witchcraft and spirituality and the occult and tarot being blocked, like, um, ah, it's an algorithm thing. Um, but anyway, that has been, uh, an issue across Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, um, with 
our kind of content being suppressed. So if you could please leave a review on wherever you listen to this podcast, I would highly appreciate it. Um, I can start reading them. If so, if you leave a, a review, I will try to hunt them down and start reading them at the end of each podcast. So um, if you do that, I would really appreciate it. It would help visibility for the podcast since social media has decided to kind of um, get rid of all things triggering, which evidently is witchcraft and spirituality. There's a whole bunch of other things getting censored. Um, I today looked at Instagram and tried to make an ad and somebody had said all, th- like I watched a video and they said that all things um, political, um, all things Christianity, Judaism, Muslim, Wicca, witchcraft, tarot, all these things have been taken off as interests, the categories. So when you set up an ad or target the algorithm, those are no longer even on there and they are not. I looked up all those things. They are not. So that's being, um, it's kind of a backhanded way of being shadow banned, all things. So even your Christian, um, uh, creators are are having the same issues. So if you could just review the podcast on wherever you're listening to, Spotify, um, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google um, Podcasts, wherever you're at, please leave a review and I will start reading them online. I would really appreciate it. Anywho, um, another thing is that I'm going to have to start, I will still be on all of these platforms. I'll still be on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, but I'm going to also start posting more things on YouTube because they don't seem to um, play the political crap as much. So I maybe start, I may start posting a little more actual videos of me and guests and things like that on there. So uh, stay tuned for that. I just got to figure out a better way to edit because I kind of suck at that. So, um, I'm going to be learning more about that. So anyway, I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week. Um, and as always, as always, (laughs) stay witchy. Bye-bye.